Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. We are on a Sunday download. We've had a fun week. My wonderful, beautiful wife, Michelle, is sitting here with a microphone in her hand again. Hello, baby. Hi. Oh, that's a different voice than you had last week. <laughs> You're trying to change it up each week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your week? My week was good. Your week was good? Mm-hmm. It ended with you waking up thinking you had pink eye this morning. Yeah, that was not so good. You know what they say about how people get pink eye, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who pooped on your pillow? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the poop fairy, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe that was the case. We had an interesting week this week, did we not? Yeah. What was the most exciting thing about your week? When you came home from your trip. Oh, that is so nice. Mm-hmm. How after... Almost 18 years of marriage, 19 years of dating. Are you still excited about me coming home? Because you're my baby. Just because I'm your baby? Well, no, but I mean, that's part of it. But okay, you, like practically, you're right? fun. I like being around you. Why? So when you're gone, it's kind of boring. <laughs> so, so I'm the entertainment to your life. A little bit. A little bit like a court jester. The kids Maybe. keep you entertained. They do. They, they keep do. me busy. I think it's kind of sad when I hear other people talk about the fact that they um, love breaks from their spouses. Yeah. I mean, I understand, right? Like I get, you know, a fun night out with the guys or fun night out with the girls or whatever. Uh, but I, I hear a lot of people say that um, they look forward to taking breaks and to getting away. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bummer, I think, right? Yeah, I think it depends what their excitement is for. If they're just excited to get together with their girlfriends and just, you know, let loose and and um, get a lot of laughs, then that's one thing. But de- like I said, it depends where their excitement is. But then all you girls them. do is just go talk about all the bad things about your husband anyway. That never happens. <laughs> At least not with me. I, I can't speak. I don't know. People, you but... seem to have a pretty a pretty good cheering section because after last week's episode went live, and I talked, we talked about the fact that. I shared a story that of you not eating Cracker Jacks and mm-hmm. then you ate Cracker Jacks. Mm-hmm. I seemed to get a whole train full of women mm-hmm. that were all rah-rahing on the fact that men shouldn't tell their women what to eat. You're right. That's because they shouldn't. <laughs> it's clear. It's pretty clear oh, and God. evident that we as women don't want our husbands telling us what it is we should and should not eat. You don't want your husband's telling you that you are or are not fat. And so you automatically associate eating junk food with getting fat. And so then you think that if they say don't eat junk food, you're saying I don't want you to get fat. I think if a husband literally has the balls to tell his wife that she's (laughs) fat, he needs to go somewhere else. Honestly, There's would no be the reason. Best policy. No, no, that is not. I know it wouldn't be. That's the word not fat. okay. You, you could say something else, a little bit more loving. Correct. <clears throat> All right, let's move on from that. Okay. So, I was gone last week. Yep. A couple of days. I had fun. I just thought I just talked about the fact that I don't like or that you know we enjoy getting back together, but I had a really good time. I know you did. Um. It's always interesting to me when I go 
when I go to speak for another client because I I think every single time, and I'm going to relate this even to this morning, I feel incapable of doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And so when I get done, there's some sense of relief that I didn't absolutely screw it up. And yeah. so I think that's good. Yeah. Um, but then I preached this morning and I think I screwed it up. I'm pretty sure you probably <laughs> didn't screw it up, but I think it's a good thing to um, worry about or, or be concerned about what it is that you say, because that means that you actually care and want to inspire or want to speak truth instead of just speaking to be heard. So I think that's a good thing. Who said that again? I cannot say that again. I don't even remember. That was pretty good. We're gonna have to rewind that part. (laughs) I mean, I think that that's important. I think that uh, I don't want to say I have a tendency to do that, but I definitely, I, I definitely have to fight back against the desire to want to be heard. Right. I think that that is, I mean, you know, my personality pretty well. I think that that is something that like, you know, wanting to have a voice in the matter, wanting to be noticed, wanting to be made to feel important or valued. I think we all want that, right? Right. Of course. But then it turns bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the story. I don't know. I don't have a story. (laughs) I just think that it all turns bad. I mean, I think that it's really easy to... Um, to get caught up in wanting to be, you know, wanting to feel important, to be made out to be important, to have people listening to you, and then it turns into all the wrong reasons. Yeah, for sure. Just get a bad audience. <clears throat> um, anyway, I had fun. One interesting story. This is a good one for everybody while I was gone, so I told you the story already. But everybody else needs to hear this that's listening because this is just how I download my week. And by the way, this is a prime example of the depravity of humankind. So I'm on an airplane and I'm flying from Tampa, Florida back to Phoenix. The plane's getting quite full. Ironically, I had tweeted when I went out from uh, Orange County to, I think I flew into DFW the first time. I tweeted something to the effect of, if the airlines would just get a handle on how to better take care of people's baggage and a, and a more efficient way for people to get their baggage instead of waiting like a million years in baggage claim and then having to fight people like crazy. If they could do that, then planes would board way faster because people wouldn't be fighting to stuff all their crap in the overhead bins, right? So that was on the way up. Yeah. Then on the way home, the plane is filling up overhead storage is getting full and this awful awful lady makes this huge stink about the fact that she paid $500 for a ticket and how dare somebody have to put her or how dare somebody tell her that she has to put her baggage 10 rows behind where it is yep I feel like people are terrible Mm -hmm. everybody feels entitled like there is probably 200 other people on that airplane that also, well, she needs to learn how to shop better for airline tickets because I didn't spend that much on my ticket. <laughs> but I think it's terrible, right? Like everybody feels like they're the most important. That's why the drop-off line at Chloe's school is so bad. Shout out, right, to that. Oh, God. Ugh. We're almost done with that. It's the worst. It's the, the worst. worst. 
I mean, how many of you that are listening right now have a child that you have to drop off or pick up in the, in the school line every single day? And you always get those rude people, right? Mm-hmm. That cut in front of you. They don't follow any rules. They go down the opposite lane. Or you're not allowed to get out of your car and they get out of their car and they walk their kid to class and then they go get a donut and they come back and then they get their car. (laughs) (laughs) You've been done dirty in that place. It's been pretty bad. My truck was hit in that parking lot of the lovely school. And they left with no note. No note. Just a big scrape down the side of my truck and a little dent. It was like, I think we only had the truck for a few weeks too. Yeah, I think it was two weeks old. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. Yeah. What prevents you from wanting to cut people off and be awful? Mm. I think for me, I just have to remind myself how much I dislike it when it's done to me. <laughs> so I try to be a lot more courteous. Do it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that when I'm in the car and somebody does it to me, that I'm I'm not yelling in my own head. Usually, I have the kids with me, so I try not to do that too much with them. But um, Yeah, I think that's the thing that helps me the most is to just try to remember that I really don't like it when people do it to me, so I don't want to do it to anybody else. That seems to be a pretty good rule of thumb that I don't think too many people remember in the moment. That they would hate to be cut off, to be pushed out of the way, to have their belongings damaged, Mm -hmm. but they don't give a crap. No, unfortunately, everybody's too busy, too worried about their schedule or their time and then what do you think they're teaching their kids (laughs) well i mean if the kids are paying attention um definitely not the best things if the kids are even there i am hopeful that if the mom did that the kid wasn't in the car with her oh when when she she hit hit my car well she probably did right because she was backing out she was leaving yeah it wasn't like she pulled in and did that she did it when she left or he yeah, well, I was there for a class party, so likely the person left without their kid, but. And lucky you didn't catch him. In the moment, I, yes, I was really upset. A gangster would have come out. Yeah. It's been a long time since you've been really angry at somebody or something, huh? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were really angry at somebody oh, or something? Oh, do I have to really say? Yeah. Alexis, it was last year. <laughs> That's our oldest daughter. <laughs> okay, what happened? <laughs> oh man, I think I was drop. I was dropping her off from school to school one morning, and she's you know kids get up, they're not in the best moods, and I'm not a morning person. I'm not a daisy in the morning no. either. But um, she was just having one of those mornings, and I wasn't going to have it, and so there was a bit of an argument back and forth, and um, she said some things that really hurt. And I literally screamed at her at the top of my lungs as I'm in tears and told her, get out of the car. And um, that was the last time I've been that upset. Oof. And I don't remember you saying you screamed at the top of your lungs. Oh, I don't, kids I, that were around, they probably heard and were like, what is happening? Have I, I've, I don't remember ever hearing that. I mean, I think maybe like during our first couple of years of marriage, maybe once or twice. Mm-mm. Yeah. It Dang. doesn't come out very often, but it was it was more of a a hurt anger more than a pissed off anger. If that makes any difference, I'm not really sure. But so I hear a lot of people say that you're always super kind, you're nice, people like you, 
You're such a peach. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you control that side of your emotions? Because you can't say that you don't get angry. And so how do you, and that's not a front. I know that that's really you. Mm -hmm. So how do you work through um, kind of withholding going too far in those emotions when you get angry at somebody else? Or do you just live in like this utopia now where people don't make you that angry anymore? Like what is it for you? No, a lot of it is having to take hold of the anger before it, before I act on it. That means for me is sometimes it's just me taking a step back and um, thinking through why I'm angry, what the person said or did, and did they really mean that? So it, it's, it takes a lot of thought for me. So usually by the time I'm done thinking it through, I'm like, mm, not so mad anymore. <laughs> but um, if it's something really, really bad, then usually if it's not involving you, which it usually isn't, but if it is, then I'll bounce it off of you and you usually have a good way of talking me off the ledge. It's always easier for me to talk you off the ledge than to have t- for me to talk me off the well, ledge. That's how it is. That's why I'm here and that's why you're here for me and... Yeah, I think that's a challenge. I think it's really easy to get frustrated and let that get out of control. Self-awareness, I Mm -hmm. think that's what's really important. I think that's what a lot of people lack, right? People like, they don't recognize the signs for for what pushes them to that point. And then once they're there, that's when you almost can't control it, right? Like you just get to the brink of like absolute explosion Mm -hmm. and you can't stop it from happening. Well, and I think for me at least... It's a lot easier for me to be angry with family and to let it out than it is with friends or even people I don't know very well. I'm, I'll be more likely to lash out in anger with somebody that I'm really close to, maybe because of the comfortability that's there. Um, but Doesn't that seem so backwards? It, it does. It does, but I think because not that it makes it okay, but because that person knows that I love them and that person loves me. I think even in the heat of the moment, typically it's understood that I'm angry at the situation at hand and um, the way it was maybe brought up or the way it was handled, but it doesn't mean I don't, you know, it doesn't mean I dislike you or hate you. It just means I'm really angry with the situation and it's just easier. I think to just let it all out in that moment and then hopefully learn from that and be able to discuss it in a better way so that you can get some sort of outcome or resolution. Yeah. So everything you said makes total sense. And I see especially the end of it, but say that out loud, like say that part out loud. Like, right. If I was to say like, um, it's okay for me to be a total a-hole to you Mm -hmm. in the moment because I'm really, really angry Mm-hmm. And I know that I can lash out at you because you love me and you'll deal with it because you're the closest to me. Yeah. And you're probably going to understand that I didn't really mean it anyway. So if I hurt you, it really wasn't intentional. Right. No, I mean, it I mean, sounds I terrible. All, I mean, you didn't no, say No, no, I know. I, and I understand what you're saying. It sounds terrible. But I think, like I said, I think that's just the reality of the way it is. I yeah. think people tend to hurt or be more um, forthcoming with the people that they care about. I think it's just, like I said, it's the comfortability and and the knowing that this person loves me, I love this person, but it doesn't mean that I'm not upset at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, I I think on one hand, I think that that's super good. Like I think that we should 
um, feel comfortable and open to express our emotion in control, but express our emotion Mm -hmm. to the people that are closest to us because they are going to extend grace to us because we want to work through that. We want to work through those things. We don't want to like withhold anger. I just think that at the same time, and again, I know you didn't specifically say this, but I think a lot of times we, we give ourselves permission to do it because we know that like they're going to forgive us. Right. I mean, that's like in um, like in in marriage or in relationships, you know, like when we counsel people now because we went through the same thing, like the most dangerous thing that you can do is express your frustration with your spouse to the people close to you because you will end up forgiving each other because you love each other so much. But then those people will always have an ill opinion of you through a different lens. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. They don't they don't they don't forgive the same way. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I I remember just a couple of weeks ago, I had a client that, um, was super angry with an employee. The employee was super angry with the, uh, with the company owner. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I knew I could resolve the issue was by putting them both in a room face to face so they could humanize the conversation because they had actually detached human from it so much that they were able to fling things out. So humanizing it allowed them to extend some of that grace that we know we would come to expect, or at least that care and concern because it's an actual human being. Mm -hmm. So... So all that stemmed because I said that people always say that you're really nice, which always makes me feel good um, when people compliment you like that. Um, have you always been that way? I think I've always been that way. I, I had some um, dark times in my life. <laughs> I, uh, mean, I like to call my, my um, junior high years the dark ages for myself. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure where it came from. Honestly, like... Maybe my because my parents were both working. I was a latchkey kid from fairly pretty young. I think most of us who grew up in the 80s were latchkey kids. Um, so my parents weren't around as much as they probably should have been f- to keep their eyes on me. And um, I just hit an age where I thought I could do whatever I wanted in one sense. And I got with the bad crowd of girls at school and they were kind of the brawlers and You know, I said some mean things to some girls. I bullied some girls in my junior high years, and I think I got in a fight or two. And, um, yeah, it was was rough. I wasn't happy, and so I think I took that out on um, other kids. And like I said, the girls that I hung out with, it made it really easy because they liked to be the same way. And um, so I got into some trouble there, and... Um, but once it was very strange, but once I got into my freshman year of high school over the summer, I kind of changed maturity wise. My mindset was different. I didn't want to be that person anymore. I didn't want to, um, make people afraid of me. And so, um, freshman year, I just had a whole different group of friends and had an amazing time my freshman year and was not that same person. And I remember my sophomore year of high school, some of those girls that I bullied from junior high were freshmen, incoming freshmen. And um, a few of them came up to me uh, one time at lunch and said, are you Michelle Flores? And I said, yeah, that's my, my maiden name. And, and they're like, wow, you, you're different. And I was like, who are you? (laughs) I I mean, I didn't know who they were. Mm And so they said, and they're like, well, you know, you made us cry. And I was like, I'm honestly, I'm so sorry. I, 
I don't know why it was like that, but um, that's not who I am. And I said, and I'm really sorry for making you afraid and making you cry. And, you know, I just hope you know, like, we're cool. You know, I'm not like that anymore. And they were like, I'm not going to beat you up anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, it was weird. Honestly, like I look back and I'm like, why did I turn out turn out like that for two years of my life? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hopefully many of us go through stages of that in life. I think for me, like it's been an ever growing process in like how I treat other people. Mm-hmm. And I think the the biggest effect, I mean, I know you would say, uh, you know, that a lot of this had to do with it too, but like coming to faith and understanding like what God has done in me and through me, all of the forgiveness, all of the grace he has extended to me. Mm-hmm. I think that was the original eye opener, obviously what was like so instrumental in our own relationship. Um, <clears throat> and, but like as I've I've moved along in life since then, which now I guess it's been 15 years since that's happened. That was 26, 28, so mm-hmm. 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I've continued to have more understanding and empathy for other people as they're kind of on their own journey and trying to be more considerate of other people, not to be so harsh with them. And it rears its ugly head a time or two, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, something else funny happened today, and I forgot to tell you this. And so we're going to talk about this right now. So we got we got done with church today, and at the very end of church, uh, we do what's uh, called um, pastoral affirmation. So I'm a pastor of a church, and every couple of years uh, we have, and I'm telling you this that's listening, not my wife, because she already knows this, <laughs> um, but every three years or so uh, we do reaffirmation to affirm uh, that we are upholding the standards of what we believe the Bible calls us to as pastors. We're extending an opportunity for the members of our church to give feedback on that. And if there's any issues, we work through those, any unresolved challenges or anything, we work through those. And so today we affirmed uh, Tony, which is one of uh, the other three, or there's three of us total pastors in the church, so one of the three of us. Um, And so when we were um, uh, affirming him today, um, I started talking about just like the journey. And it's so crazy because like as I was reflecting in the moments about my relationship with him and what he has meant to me, I thought about the fact that like um, uh, we came to faith as the result of or like, you know, really catalyzed by a sermon that he preached, right? Mm-hmm. He was the first person that we heard preach sermon um, when we went to church. And then when we started attending the Young Marrieds Bible study, it was him and uh, Julie, his wife, that were there and instrumental for us. When we went through all that we went through at Route 91, that night after I called my mom and then your mom, and then we finally got settled in. Tony was the next call that I made. And there was just like this dependency on like, I know that if I call him that, you know, he will, I I think this morning I said, I just needed to hear something like some kind of like sanity. And I started crying. And this is why I'm telling this story. And so um, I was emotional just talking about him and thankful for our friendship and then talking about um, Julie and thankful for her friendship. Mm -hmm. And so it was really funny because um, I think I've gotten more emotional as I've gone on in life. Not Mm -hmm. that I wasn't before. Because then Matt, the other pastor of the church, 
Well, then when he went to say something, he made sure to let everybody know that nobody that he wasn't going to cry. He left that for me. <laughs> so part of my growth in my age is I'm also crying more. You are crying more. More? You have been. Yeah, I said. You have, you have, you're, you are more in touch with your emotions, I think, than you ever have been before. And you're more willing to, to let them out, to not, um, hold back. Huh. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, I think for me, like, I mean, obviously to some degree I can't control that, but I think that for a long time I, I withheld a lot of that because like when my parents got divorced, like I had to kind of just be quote unquote strong. And then when my mom got cancer, uh, I had to be strong and like through just a lot of things. Like when I went through that period of time, not talking to my dad, like I thought I had to be strong, right? Like I was independent. It was all about me. And so I think the more that I've let go of myself, mm-hmm. um, the more that that's come into play. And it's always not, I mean, obviously like it's not just in sadness. It's just like a lot of times in the joy, I think the more that I get overwhelmed in the emotion of the good that we have in our life that mm-hmm. I have in my life, I think the more that it does that. Yeah. It's a good thing. My manly crier. <laughs> One of your friends wanted to know why your hair always looks so beautiful. Oh, let me shout out to my girl, Stacy Rainwater. <laughs> it's her. She's amazing. So weird because I think she was the person that asked. <laughs> <laughs> Self plug. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to hear this and she's going to love it. Uh, the other thing that somebody asked, I, put, I, I, I posted something on Instagram and so uh, a couple people were giving feedback on just uh, on some of the stuff we've been talking about. And then somebody else asked, um, which means it's just they're very observant was is if you had to eat one flavor of Froyo for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ugh, I don't know. I'm so burnt out on frozen yogurt. Not really a fan. You make us have it every week. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't make you have frozen yogurt. You okay. can have whatever the hell you, you don't, want you or don't, nothing. <laughs> you don't make us have it. It's just the only place we go for dessert ever. <laughs> you are so full of crap. And then wait, maybe, maybe when you're really feeling good, you'll be like, let's let's go to Rich Farm. Because I would rather eat a better option. Okay, I know. But that better option is just sometimes not good. <laughs> Dang, I'm trying to get sponsored by Yogurtland and you're I'm not helping me so out. I'm so sorry. Here. Hey. If this yogurt land gets their act together, the one by our house, that one's terrible. No, it's good. It's dirty. No, it's it smells, not. It smells like poop when you walk in. Dude, you are so full it's of so it. It's so gross. You are so full of it. And it's so filthy. Don't listen if to If they her. can fix that one, then maybe I'll be into it again. So that happened, that changes the way the ice cream comes out or the frozen yogurt? Uh, yeah, because half the good flavors are out. You're so or full it's of crap. full of like frozen yogurt melt all over the place. I don't want that. It's disgusting. Listen to how like harsh and critical you got. I'm just, just saying. Dessert Listen, I'm out. bored with frozen yogurt. Okay, take me somewhere else besides for yogurt land. Dude, you would survive on freaking pretzels and Cracker Jacks. Listen, we are not. I'm not, not going to tell you. You can do whatever you want. That's so last week. We're not talking about <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> My gosh. Hey, it's just the way that it is. All right. What are you looking forward to this week? Mm, we have family pictures this week. Oh, dang. We're going to do something time- a little different. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to give a little sneak peek yeah. soon of that. So I'm, I'm so excited. excited. Hopefully everything turns out 
Um, no, it's going to turn out bomb. Shout yeah, out to Katie You're going to look fantastic. No, I did you're not gonna say that. You're going to look great. I did not I'm say concerned that. about myself. Oh, God. Here we go again. Ugh. I'm just being truthful. You're the one that convinced me how important and valuable family pictures yes, are. Yes, I'm not saying they're not. I'm super excited about it. I just hope I like the way I look. That's all I'm saying. Good gosh. This is what I have to deal with. You love it. I don't know. Okay, so we have family pictures on Tuesday. Yes. I'm pretty pumped for No, it's for not that. Tuesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday is family pictures. One day early. That's right. It's good. That's good. I got some good client opportunities this week. I, I think I picked up a new client. Right. That's pretty fun. That was on the tail end of my trip last week. That's going to be good. I think that's it. We've got a busy next, like, Oh, I'm going to Phoenix weeks. on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, tomorrow, it would be today. That's what Chloe used to say. When this episode <laughs> goes live on Monday, if you're listening and you're in the Phoenix area, hit me up because I will be in Phoenix all day Friday and the beginning of uh, or morning on Saturday. We can meet up. Going to be having an event out there probably mid-January on building a brand around authenticity, being real, uh, and both for individuals and uh, companies and so if you want to get involved in that want to know more about that you can hit me up boom just plugged myself it's my podcast i can do that right you're welcome people just logged off they're like oh screw this guy i don't want to hear him <laughs> pitching himself anymore all right that's all we're trying to keep these things short i don't know how long we've gone but i think time's up kids are waiting for a movie right now mm-hmm. it's great any words of wisdom for us michelle and eek miller as we sign off mm. Have a great week and hmm, make somebody feel special. Make somebody feel special. She's just trying to keep a, keep riding on that. I'm all nice now and everybody oh knows gosh. it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to punch you in the face when this is over. Thank you so much. I'm not even going to edit that out. <laughs> I want you all to hear what she says to me when we go off the air. Thanks, guys. Another episode of Sunday Download of the Excellence Mindset is in the books. Make it a great week. Peace. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.